Hey, this is Felissa Rose. I'm Angela from Sleepaway Camp, and you're listening to Rock Video Rental. What's up, everybody, and welcome to Rock Video Rental. I am Brandon, and with me, as always, is Caleb. Caleb, what's been going on with you this week? Uh, not a whole lot, but something did happen since the last time we recorded it, and that is there has been football on TV, so... Rock. That's always exciting. Yeah, it's a good thing to see. And we'll have to wait and see if anything actually happens with the Big Ten. But, you know, whatever. We don't need to waste time talking about that. Yeah. Didn't they already cancel, though? Didn't they They did. They did. And then there was rumor that they were going to try to start football in November. And Mm -hmm. then now they're saying potentially October. So they they have no idea what they're doing. So, yeah, they're just dragging their heels. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What have you been watching? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, my wife has found Married at First Sight on Hulu, so she is starting that from the beginning of the show. Mm-hmm. I think she's finishing up season two, so I've caught some of that. I've watched, well, as I said, I watched football, and that's mostly it. Uh, I've been playing some games. If anybody's familiar with the uh, Fall Guys game that we talked about before, I've been putting some time into that. Yeah. But before we talk about what you've watched, since I have like not a lot to contribute in that area this week, I did find some interesting things going on in the movie industry slash entertainment. So uh, the first thing I got is the thing reboot is in early development, and that's actually with John Carpenter involved. Nice. So I don't know. Yeah, I feel like they did one not too long ago, didn't they? And I heard it was good. Yeah, they did. I don't know if he had anything to do with it though. So the, they're probably uh, just you know going off from how good the Halloween reboot did. Yeah. It, it's possible. Uh, the original was really good. I don't know about if it was like a reboot or a remake. And I need to figure out if there's an exact terminology with that because, like, is a remake a reimagining? With, yeah. And then is a reboot made by the same people with the same context? I, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. Dude, did you know that the John Carpenter one was also a remake? Yes, actually, I did hear that. They had this um, 1950s movie called The Thing from Another World. Yeah. And I actually want to check that out sometime. That might be worth, uh, if we find out where to watch it, maybe we could put that on a review. So, a little bonus, did you know? Did you know that The Thing from Another World can be seen on Halloween? In the original Halloween? Oh, watching it. I don't know. I I feel like maybe you said something. I heard somebody say something about that. But yeah, I would have not been able to recall that by myself. Yeah. All right. So there's one. The next one I got is Macaulay Culkin turned 40. Yeah. Does that make you feel old? 
Yeah, totally for sure. That's actually funny. I don't know. I think you probably saw it, but he tweeted out about it and he's like, hey, guys, want to feel old? I'm 40. You're welcome. (laughs) Uh, He's an interesting guy. Yeah, that's funny. Um, The other the um, next one I have is video games. And that is it's been 23 years since GoldenEye 007 was released. That makes me feel old. Yeah, that's pretty crazy right there. That was a big deal when I was in like fifth grade, something like that. Yeah. Played a lot of that at my friend Dwayne's house. (laughs) I played a lot of that too. So with friends and by myself, because I just wanted to get better at the game. (laughs) And then the uh, last one is I thought I had it saved, but I didn't. But Keanu Reeves just had his birthday yesterday, and he is 56 years old. Whoa. <laughs> we know too much. <laughs> uh, I feel like there's like two Keanus. There's the one from like the 80s and early 90s where, you know, it was Bill and Ted and things like that. <laughs> And then, you know, once the 2000s hit, he became, like, a way better actor. Yeah, and, like, an action hero of all the crazy things. Yeah, and, like, a complete, like, intellectual, too. Yeah, really cool guy. I mean, he's he's up there in my um, most appreciated actors, like, favorite actors kind of a thing. Not necessarily from the movies that he does and the roles that uh, he plays, but just kind of like the person that he is kind of the same way that we think of how Tom Hanks just seems like he's a really cool guy, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. So that was enough sidetrack of, you know, news from Hollywood and all that. What, uh, what have you been watching though, Brandon? Uh, I've been watching a bunch of stuff. I know you're shocked. <laughs> um, so my wife has been watching uh Shit's Creek. Oh, nice. have you ever heard of that? It's got Eugene you- Levy in it. Have you seen it before? I've seen a couple episodes here and there, but she kind of like started from the beginning and I've just been catching up anytime she watches it. Yeah, it's um, pretty good. Yeah, it's one of those shows. It's like, because we're both kind of like, is it really like that funny? It's like, it's entertaining, but it's one of those shows where like you really have to pay attention to some of the jokes. Mm-hmm. It's, it kind of reminds me a little bit like the humor and it reminds me of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Where it's funny and it's comical, but it's not like laugh out loud funny. Yeah, I don't know that show that well, but I I would agree. It's it's more entertaining than it is funny. Yeah, it's and just like the awkward kind of funny. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, speaking of laugh out loud funny, we started watching The Office again for like the (laughs) 10 millionth time. Um, I'm really going to miss that when it goes off Netflix. Mm-hmm. And I heard it's going to be on Peacock, so hopefully it's on the free Peacock and I don't have to pay for another service. But I kind of figure it's going to be on the paid one. I'm a Peacock. You got to let me fly. <laughs> <laughs> Can Peacocks fly? <laughs> um, yeah, so I've also been watching, I don't know if you heard of it, but Cobra Kai, the oh, yeah. Karate Kid. TV show. Yeah, moved to Netflix from YouTube, right? Yeah. 
Um, I really like it. I mean, surprise, surprise. <laughs> <laughs> I think my wife and I watched the two seasons of it in like two days. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. I mean, they're like 10 episode seasons. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, it's cool because they brought back, you know, um, well, William Zabka is like the producer of it and, you know, one of the creators. And so is Ralph Macchio. So they're both in it. Um, obviously, Pat Narita, who played Mr. Miyagi, he passed away like 15 years ago. So he's not in it. But, um, um, you know, they've had, you know, cameos by other people that were in the movie. They've got like a lot of the songs and kind of like recurring things that happened. Like in mostly in the first movie, there's some references from the second and the third movie as well. Uh, but yeah, I mean, if you like Karate Kid, you'll enjoy it. It's a little corny at times, and it's a little ridiculous to think about two guys in their 50s uh, still feuding over something that happened in high school. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's kind of cool. Just to, I, it's a better entry in the series than the next Karate Kid was. Mm, and I yeah. would say it's better than Karate Kid 3. Uh, Karate Kid 2 I really enjoy and I feel like it deserves more credit than what it gets. But Karate Kid 3 was pretty terrible and the next Karate Kid was the worst by far but Cobra Kai is better than those two. Yeah. Did you ever see yeah. the one with Jackie Chan? No, no I didn't. Yeah, I don't know Maybe anything about Jane that one either. Mm-hmm. Now I've seen. I think I've seen parts of it, but I really didn't have much interest in that. <laughs> Do you feel like somebody could enjoy watching Cobra Kai without having seen any previous Karate Kids? Yeah, because I feel like they show a lot of clips from, you know, the other Karate Kid movies to kind of give you some backstory. Okay. Um, and it's, you know, it's basically it's a teen show. You know, it's based on like their kids and. Um, their interactions and stuff, but it also it's one of those shows that like teens could watch, but their parents could also get into because of the all the references to the old Karate Kid movies. Rock. Yeah, it's it's a good watch. I would I would suggest it, and there's some like good fight scenes and stuff in it too. Um, and then I guess the last thing I'll talk about, I watched this slasher movie from I think it was like 1987 called Twist and Nightmare. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't really anything like too special. It had some stuff going for it, and I heard it was like really hacked down by the MPAA. So, you know, it probably could have been better at one point. But the real thing that really stood out to me, and I texted you about it, is that this movie was shot in the same location as Friday Thirteenth Part Three. Yeah, <laughs> the you know the big cabin and the barn and all that kind of stuff. So it was mm-hmm. kind of funny seeing that pop up and actually i noticed that before i even looked it up on imdb i was like that looks like that looks like the set from friday 13th part three and then i looked it up and like oh my god it was (laughs) (laughs) i feel like that would be relatively easy to recognize yeah i mean i've seen that movie hundreds not hundreds of times like plenty of times and Mm. then just playing the game too because it's a playable map in the game so oh yeah definitely stood out but yeah, that's pretty much all I got. Enlightening for sure. Um, <laughs> speaking of being enlightened, we can get on to the first segment, which is Did You Know? 
So, did you know the random facts that you can use to wow people or make them roll their eyes? And this week, it is your turn. What do you got? Well, I am about to blow everyone's mind because I'm going to bring them one of the most interesting, crazy facts from one of the (laughs) most amazing places on Earth. We're going to talk about Nebraska. (laughs) In Nebraska, did you know that there is a town with the population of one? And it's just an ear of corn. (laughs) no it's a little bit more than that uh there is it's actually considered an incorporated village called manoe okay and uh there is a woman by the name of elsie eiler and it used to be population two where her and her husband Rudy lived, but he passed away in 2004. And as of 2018, she was recorded as the only person living in the town. A little bit more information about it. It's like at the Northern part of Nebraska, but where was it? Uh, so since she's the only one there, she's the town mayor, the town bartender, the town librarian, and she pays herself taxes and also can register herself with a liquor license. <laughs> um, okay. But then here's the interesting thing. So to give you perspective on how big this area is of a town, it's 134 acres. So go figure. It's not very big. Yeah. One person lives there. (laughs) And there you go. That's your, did you know that, uh, you know, all your friends are going to want to know about. So lock that one down in your memory bank. (laughs) Yeah. Sounds like she's pretty isolated from society. Yeah. It says like there, that there are some nearby communities and everything, but yeah. in that area by herself, only person in a, town slash village so that would be an interesting life to say the least yeah and speaking of being isolated from society we can get on into our main topic I've lived in a world of death I've watched people I've loved die Some fast with a bullet, some not enough left to bury. Yeah, I'm gonna take my horse to the old town road. I'm gonna ride till I can't no more. All these years I've kept my secrets. But the time has come to face my past. And if it comes looking for me, They will welcome death. I want revenge.
So the main topic for the week is the 2019 action movie Rambo Last Blood. It is directed by Adrian Grunberg. The plot is Rambo must confront his past and unearth his ruthless combat skills to exact revenge in a final mission. I feel like that could have almost been the plot for almost any of the Rambo movies. Yeah, I where they didn't feel... like give any details at all, and I feel like they had that plot before they even had the story. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's fair. Yeah, uh, we have to mention too that Caleb and I both watched the extended cut of this on Amazon Prime. So you know, I mentioned the first time I watched this movie, I watched the theatrical cut, and the extended cut really doesn't add anything else to it. <laughs> yeah, what what part did you say was the extra content? The whole thing at the beginning. Oh yeah, that's what I thought. But I mean, before we get into that, I give the cast. I mean, obviously Sylvester Stallone as John Rambo. What? We got Paz Paz <laughs> Vega as Carmen Delgado, Yvette Monreal as Gabrielle, Adriana Barraza as Maria Beltran, and Sergio Perez Mancheta as hugo martinez i probably slaughtered some of those names but we're just gonna roll with it you <laughs> went so smoothly with it uh, i give you props for that <laughs> uh i feel like i do kind of okay with names sometimes um other times i struggle but we're just gonna roll with that and say it's good um yeah so the flood thing at the beginning i was really confused that i picked the wrong movie <laughs> because I saw this movie before I watched it a few months ago and I told you we needed to review it because you know, we both like Stallone. We both love Rambo. So we needed to. Um, so, you know, the extended cut starts off with these people like kind of trapped in a gorge or something. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they're trying to get the safety before like all this water rushes through and Rambo rides it on a horse Saves a woman, tries to save the man. The man says he's going to go back for someone uh, and refuses to go with him, refuses to listen to him. So Rainbow just gets the heck out of there. The woman saves her and the, the guy dies. And then, you know, it just kind of takes off from there where, you know, Rainbow's like still grieving about not being able to save that guy because he wants to be able to like save as many people as he can. You know, the way the cops interact with him, it's obvious that like he helps out with things like that. He uses his skills and training from the army to be able to like aid the local police for things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and then that's all kind of just thrown aside within the first 10 minutes. <laughs> so that's why I was wondering, is like this is really the only thing that they added in the extended cut. And I feel like it could have just been left out. Yeah, no, I, I I agree. The it was fine without it. The only thing that I think it kind of added was that kind of what you were saying, but add bleh, sorry to add to it. Um, he was you know dealing with the past things where 
he couldn't have he wasn't able to save all of his friends so now he's like trying to make up for it and maybe kind of tormenting over the idea that he himself was not quote unquote a good person and so trying to make amends with that uh in the process as well so, yeah it was a little more like character development i guess and showing you know he still has ptsd from the war as well mhm i was Oh, well, I'll get to that later. I don't want to, like, get too far. <laughs> uh, so then we get to see, like, kind of how he's living now. He's living on his big ranch, which we saw him go to um, at the end of the last Rambo movie, which that last Rambo movie was pretty great. That's <laughs> <laughs> one of my favorite ones of the bunch. But, you know, at the end of that one, he goes to this ranch. And he, now he's living there with his niece, uh, Gabrielle. And... Was it like his? I don't. It was like Gabrielle's grandmother. Gabrielle's grandmother. Yeah. 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 Mm. Um, which is kind of funny because she speaks in Spanish most of the time, but it's obvious that she understands English and sometimes speaks English. Yeah, that was I, <laughs> that was always so confusing to me throughout this whole movie, where it's just like sometimes they're talking Spanish, sometimes they're talking English. And they even show that uh, John Rambo knows enough Spanish. And so it's like they don't when the granddaughter and the grandmother are talking, they don't need to speak English in front of him to understand. Like, yeah, yeah. that was a confusing part where they were going back and forth between English. Very odd. Um, And I don't know if it's just one of those things where they want to like, you know, the grandmother and the granddaughter want to you know, keep that part of their, their heritage alive, mm-hmm. you know, where they're able to speak Spanish and like, I don't know if it's just like a nod to their ancestors and their like background. Well, it's also I know Ari- a lot of people, a lot of people will do that. It is, yeah. yeah. Like you said, it's Arizona. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're not, they're pretty close to the Mexican border. Um, so, you know, on this ranch, we get to see kind of the, all the stuff that Rambo has set up. He has like these crazy tunnels under the ground. Um, it's like one big maze basically. And he's just been, you know, doing it for a while. He's got it all rigged up with lights and everything. And it's, you know, that's where he spends most of his time. Like that's kind of like his, you know, getaway when he, you know, he has to get there and do some thinking or, you know, he's making a knife in one, one part. Um, you know, pretty cool, pretty cool setup he's got there. And, you know, Gabrielle is getting to the point where she's getting close to the end of school and she's trying to figure out what she wants to do with her life. And, you know, talking about they go for like a horseback ride and they're talking to each other and we can kind of see like their relationship a little bit mm-hmm. where, you know, Rambo is basically like her father figure because like her father ran out on her and her mother passed away. So he kind of just stepped in and became like that parental figure for her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he tells her like she can have a party at their place and they can go into the tunnels which, uh, they show like her friends going in there and they're all like amazed by everything that's going on which that this that part is I feel like what was the point of any of that yeah I don't really know why that was there I guess just kind of like to get us to know the character a little bit more i guess the character of gabrielle but even then 
you know, they feel like they accomplished a lot more just on the horseback ride where those two were talking. Yeah. And she originally was going to be going to a party at somebody else's house. And yeah, there, I didn't see any added benefit to her having friends over there and going in the tunnels. I, yeah. That, the only thing I can think of is that he didn't want her to go anywhere because he wants to be able to like be there and help her if anything happens. Oh, so maybe kind of like, Hey, if I do this for you, maybe you won't go. Yeah. Kind of like super protective. Mm, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I mean, from there, like she says to him, it was like the next day, I think where she wants to go to Mexico because a friend of hers there tracked down her father and she wants to go like confront her father. And, you know, Rambo basically tells her, no, you know, it's dangerous down there. And your father is like basically a piece of crap. Like he just left. He's not a good person. It's, it would not be good for you to like go down and see him. And, and he, and he even said that, yeah, you know, how about you give it some time and maybe do it later after, you know, a couple of years or something. Yeah. And then doesn't he, he even like says something about, you know, we can go together kind of thing. Uh, he may have, I, th- I think he did. I'm not sure. I might be making that up, but, um, Either way, like he doesn't want her to go and do this, doesn't want her to like rush into it. Um, mm-hmm. you know, basically give it some time, then maybe revisit it. And, you know, the grandmother feels the exact way. Like, you know, he ran out on you, he's not a good guy, he's not worth your time, kind of thing. Oh, she felt that and then some. <laughs> yeah. Like she went off. Um <laughs> kind of <laughs> funny. Uh but then, you know, being the typical teenager she is she decides that she's going to go anyway. Mm. And this was when like we get kind of like the plot of the movie. So she gets there, she finds her friend and it's in like a very crappy area of Mexico. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, I've never been to Mexico, but it's, uh, this is like a really shady area. And her friend is, her friend is kind of like a, like a hood rat, I guess. <laughs> Easy to say. Uh, but she takes her to her dad and, you know, Gabrielle meets, talks to her dad and her dad is just like a complete and utter jerk. And like the things that he says to her are just God awful. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was a little shocked by how extreme. Yeah. Like what? brutal level 5,000 <laughs> is basically like, I left because I didn't feel anything at all for you or your mom. And I didn't want you around. I never want to see your face kind of thing. Yeah. And you wonder why some kids are messed up. Yeah. That's what I was just like, my Lord, who could talk to their child like that? Um, like estranged or not, but like, come on. And you know, she's obviously really affected by it. And her friends like, you need to go just, blow off some steam with me and you know Gabrielle wants to go back home she wants to go back home to Rambo and her grandmother her friend talks her into going like to a club they go to a club she gets captured like her friend like loses track of her and then um she doesn't come back um you know and Rambo gets word of like where she's at goes to Mexico to try to find her and 
he finds a friend and she like takes him to the club. He's like finding out all this information and stuff it's like that was the guy that she was with. And, you know, we get some classic kind of super intense Rambo moments. <laughs> uh, yeah, a couple. <laughs> yeah, where he like attacks the guy going into his truck and like to get him to talk, he gets a knife and like stabs it into the guy's leg. Guy won't talk, so he like reaches and grabs the guy's collarbone and snaps it with his hands. <laughs> yeah, oh. that was so brutal. Oh man, uh, he gets a little more information from the guy, steals his truck, and then like has him take him to where they hold all the captured girls at. And Rainbow tries to like confront the guy. He gets jumped by a whole bunch of people and gets like beat up, which shocked me. Yeah. Like, because you've seen Rambo like captured and tortured and stuff before, like in Rambo 2. But I don't think he's ever been like beat down this bad. Mm hmm. And I mean, it kind of makes sense because, you know, he's an older guy. And they play yeah. off that a fair amount, too. Like, you know, he's, he's aging, he's got gray hair. He's not maybe as good as he once was. Oh, yeah. Well, for sure. He's not. I mean, at that age and everything but yeah i thought that was kind of interesting too that uh because as he was in that area he started getting surrounded by more and more of i don't know whatever the cartel or bad guys or whatever you want to call them Mm -hmm. and then it's just like dude he's not going to be able to do anything so what's going to happen and then they just have him get the crap beat out of him so yeah and they basically you know one guy cuts a v in his face and they just leave him for dead and a woman picks him up and like takes care of him has a doctor like stitch him up and all that and you know lets him like recuperate and after like a couple days Rainbow comes like back to um and you know he's just like who are you kind of thing and she's like a reporter who has been like her sister was taken by the same guy and she's been trying to basically like expose this guy Mm -hmm. in the whole operation. Um, and then, and it's actually two brothers. She like, yeah, informs Mm -hmm. us that that that's two brothers. Yeah. It's, it's two guys that are running the whole thing. So Rambo, he basically, you know, he goes home. He, I don't know, gets, gets everything back together and like formulates a plan. Wait, he didn't go home from that he went and got her first because remember he didn't have anything yes okay that's right yeah yeah so he had like no supplies and he went in uh because that was kind of like the cool part because you had like no idea what he was doing yeah because he didn't have anything yeah, getting ahead of myself here yeah <laughs> so he he uh he basically I wouldn't say like force the lady to help him, but it's just like, tell me what you know so I can try to save Gabriella. So, yeah. And he goes in there and he like lays waste to all the guys that are there with a this, hammer. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, you know, he opens up one of the doors, tells all the girls to get the heck out of there. And then he like, he finds his, his niece and she is like in really bad shape. Um, she has the same V cut in her face from the one guy and she's got like needle tracks all over her arms. Cause they've been shooting her up with, with drugs 
like mm. to keep her sedated. Uh, he scoops her up and like takes her home. And on the way home, he's like talking to her, and she's like falling asleep, and he's trying to keep her awake. And he goes off with like the story that he's telling her, and she's not responding. And he looks at her, and she's like turned pale. He like pulls the truck over and tries to like wake her up and re- revive her, but she dies on the way home. Mm-hmm. And that like blew my mind. I didn't expect that. Oh yeah, me too. I was totally not. I mean, because he had her and he was going, and I was just like, okay, he's gonna get her back here in the hospital. She's gonna be, you know, revive, survive, whatever. And she died. I was like, totally taken aback. Yeah, I thought for sure, like, you know, like you said, she was going to be revived and just be, like, scarred from the whole thing physically and emotionally. And then he was going to, like, exact vengeance on him. That's what I expected. Mm. But that's not what happened. So she dies, and he gets home, and the grandmother finds out. uh, And basically, this is when Rambo starts planning his vengeance. He tells the grandmother, you know, like, go with your sister, like get away from here. And he starts going into his tunnels and setting up all these crazy traps. Uh, oh, real quick, before you go too far, you, you <laughs> glazed over another Rambo esque moment. Um, <laughs> when he tore down that, uh, I don't know, drug house, drug prostitute house or whatever with the hammer. Yeah. Um, the gruesome part where one of the last guys that he takes out in there who wasn't even like running the place. He was like somebody paying to spend time with a girl or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> out of anger and frustration, he hits the guy in the crotch with the, uh, backside of a hammer. <laughs> with the claw of the hammer. Yeah, that was, um, that oh, was pretty wow. intense. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh. Yeah, this might be I don't know. The last the last Rambo movie is pretty gory too, but this might be the goriest one. Yeah, they're definitely if they're both. very close. <laughs> I'd have to watch Rambo, quote unquote Rambo again. Mm-hmm. Let's just call it Rambo Four, I mean, because that's what it was. Um so now he's like setting up all these traps and I started to wonder like how long did it take him to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, he set up traps. He's practicing his, you know, his archery. You know, obviously it's Rambo, so he's like an amazing shot with a <laughs> bow. <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, yeah. And now, like, he knows these guys are coming after him, so he has to prepare. Well, that was the and, weird thing too, because he he tore down the place, and they knew it was him after he left. But mm-hmm. they didn't go after him right away, which I thought was weird because I kind of expected right. that they would because he killed so, like I think he killed at least three guys and then he eh, he didn't destroy the place, but then he got the girl out of there. And so I thought they were going to go after him right away. So when they started showing him preparing, I was just like, dude, he's not going to have enough time. But then yeah, he wound, and up I started thinking... pick, he wound up having to be the one to pick the fight. Yeah, and I started thinking too. Oh yeah, because um, remember he kills the one guy. He cuts the guy's head off and stabs a note into his chest. Yeah, <laughs> and, like that. That was pretty gory too. Like when they come across that guy's body, it's just like this corpse, this headless corpse. 
sitting upright in a bed with a note stabbed to its chest. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when I saw that, I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like a horror movie. Like it's gory <laughs> in a lot of horror movies. Um, which I started to think about, like, did they have to take the time to like figure out where he lived at? And then I'm thinking, no, because you know they had that girl and they had her ID. Well, so they also had their address on it, and they had the note from him. Yeah, and they took uh, his ID too, because yeah. they showed it to the girl. Mm-hmm. And they were just like, "Who is this guy, and why is he looking for you?" So they kept his ID, so <laughs> they knew how to find him. That's that was the weird thing for me when he escaped with her, where it's just like they know where to track him down and find him. I don't know why they didn't go after him right away. Yeah, I think the only thing maybe is maybe they had to like get all the guys together. Yeah, maybe. Like all the guys they had, because they came with like an entire army. <laughs> there had to be like 40 or 50 guys that they brought. Oh, yeah. And this is where the movie like really takes off and becomes like pretty awesome. <laughs> well, yeah, it it took like, I mean, because everybody thinks of Rambo movies where it's almost like nonstop action. Mm-hmm. And I can't remember how long it took in, uh, we'll just call it Rambo 4, how long it took for the action to kind of happen or really get rolling. But he, in this one, it wasn't until the last 30 minutes of the movie that the quote unquote action part actually took place. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it, it took a while, but it was good. I mean, like they, they built up well. So yeah, then it goes full Rambo mode. Yeah. So now they're like coming after him through his tunnels and everything and you see like these all these crazy booby traps like he's got like a pit of spikes (laughs) um oh man what else did he have he had like this um almost like a big like sharp rake that swung down from the ceiling and like stabbed a guy in the chest uh you got like random explosives happening what was your favorite did you have a favorite one Oh, geez. One of them that was my favorite one was when he had like that hole down at the bottom of the ground. Yeah. And like he cut that guy's leg off with a machete. Yes. That, that was, (laughs) that was the one that stood out to me too. Yeah. That one was pretty intense. Yeah. He set it up. So there were the two guys were in the tunnel. He had a hole in the wall, like a really relatively small hole shoves a, a, rod with a spike out and stabs uh, stabs one guy in the face i think it was and so then the other guy turns and just starts like shooting the wall Mm -hmm. and as you said then he had a second opening at the floor and he just like cuts the guy's leg off underneath (laughs) yeah like lops it off at the ankle (laughs) yeah that was pretty uh epic so yeah and i mean with that we get a whole bunch of different explosions uh other things set up I feel like, wasn't there something with a saw blade, too? Yeah, well, there were a couple things that were kind of interesting. Uh, there was one, and maybe it's this, the saw blade you're talking about, but it happened so fast I couldn't really quite tell what it was. Something was triggered, and it swung out, and it hit a guy in the face, and then it looked like it gouged his face out. I don't know if you know which one I'm talking about. Like it happened so fast and I, I couldn't tell what he used. Yeah. So, yeah, um, there's so many traps that he set in this and so many gory moments that some of them kind of run together. 
Mm-hmm. Well, uh, then, I mean, the machete cut and the, the things swinging down from the ceiling to uh, that one really sticks out to me. Yeah. Uh, the thing, too, about this whole thing is that he essentially like double tapped everybody. Yeah. Like people would get stabbed with something where, you know, they're not going to live. Mm-hmm. But then he takes time to like jump in and shoot them or blast them with a shotgun and just blow heads yeah. completely off. <laughs> yeah, there's one part too where like one guy gets like hit in the head or like the neck or something like that. And it's obvious he's going to die. And Rainbow pins him against the wall and like stabs him five times with a Bowie knife. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's, he's, it goes like overkill, just like straight rage kills on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, then the, when they fell on the spikes too, like he took the time to take a machine gun and then put like a full clip into the two guys. And it's like, dude, they're in a pit with spikes. There's no way they can pull <laughs> themselves out. There, there's um, nothing. <laughs> right. Um, and then it comes down to like him and the last guy, which is that Hugo. And, you know, Rambo sets up, like, something for him. He sets up, like, you know, if you want to live, follow the lights in the tunnel. And the lights are going off, and there's explosions just collapsing all the tunnels everywhere. And this guy's running, and he makes it out to the barn. And that's when Rambo's there with his his bow and pins the guy up against the wall of the barn. And... You know, this is the guy that was like in charge of everything. So, you know, he gets it the worst. Oh, yeah. And oh Rambo's just like, I want you to know how it feels, basically. And he gets like this huge knife and buries it in the guy's chest. And he cuts him like from his collarbone down to the bottom of his rib cage, reaches in, and then rips out the guy's heart and holds it in front of his face. <laughs> And then he grabs it, just throws it on the ground. Yeah. As the guy guy dies. That was like super crazy and intense. <laughs> it just brutal. I, I mean, like, can you imagine like getting ready for this, reading this script? Yeah. And just being like, really, we're gonna go there, we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna do this move. <laughs> <laughs> Fatality. <laughs> Basically, he should have just took a bite out of it, like Kano and Mortal Kombat. <laughs> yeah. Well, as soon as I saw the heart, I thought, um, and people won't know a lot about this until next month, but we've been watching the Friday the 13th movies, and all I could imagine was him gouging into it like they did in, what was it, Jason <laughs> 9? Oh, gosh. Yeah, Jason goes to hell. Yeah. Rambo goes to hell. <laughs> <laughs> But, so basically, I mean, that's pretty much the end of the movie. He, you know, laid waste to all those guys in that cartel. And, you know, he kind of hobbles his way back to his front porch. And he sits in a rocking chair. I called that, by the way. Like, as soon as he was done and he started walking away from the guy that he killed, I was just like, oh, end of movie. He's rocking in the chair on the porch. Yep. And then after that, during the credits, they show like all these clips and stuff from the other movies. That was pretty cool. Yeah, that was. Um. Yeah, then, I mean, but 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 the very yeah. end is him riding away on a horse into the mountains. Yeah. So he still, even though he got shot twice, he still survived, and maybe there'll be a Rambo final vengeance <laughs> <laughs> or new uh, blood, new blood. 
He's going to have telekinetic powers and take on Jason. (laughs) Rambo versus Jason. No, Rambo versus Jason and Freddy. (laughs) (laughs) Jason and Freddy versus Rambo. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Dude, I I would watch Rambo versus Jason. Dude, that would be (laughs) an awesome crossover. Not going to lie. Yeah, that would be. Who? Uh, I was about to say who has more kills, but I'm pretty sure it's Rambo. That's quite possible. I think Jason has like 100, but I mean, Rambo's killed like 70 in this movie alone. Yeah. <laughs> Plus, like in Rambo 4, like he laid waste to all those guys in um, Burma. <laughs> yeah, in that camp. Um, one thing to also mention is. Uh, well, kind of here since we've gotten to the end of it is just like. So the end is a half an hour long, that fight scene. Yeah. And even so, if that's real time, even if it's not real time, it might even be a little bit longer. But let's say half an hour is real, real time. Yeah. I know he's in the middle of nowhere in Arizona. But he starts off that fight with a huge explosion and napalm going off everywhere. <laughs> yeah. That somebody had to have known and heard that. Yeah. And, and I kind of have to imagine that maybe somebody would have gotten there in 30 minutes. Maybe not in, in the middle of nowhere, but somebody's <laughs> going to be shown up at some point. Well, think of this too, too. Um, I thought about this right at the end when he ripped that guy's heart out. How is he going to explain all this to the cops? I know. That's what I was getting at. <laughs> like the cops are going to show up and be like, what the hell happened here? <laughs> it's like, oh yeah. So I, my niece was captured in Mexico. I went there, got her back. She died. I killed one of their higher ups and then they came after me. And then I defended myself. <laughs> uh, I've been a little crazy. Um, but yeah, no, that, <laughs> that's exactly what I thought. Cause I was just like, you can only go so far with self-defense because that final kill. Yeah. That's not going to be self-defense in any court. No, not at all. So you're saying Mr. Rambo that you literally cut the guy's chest open and ripped his heart out in front of him. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> and that, and you're saying that you want to say that that was self-defense. <laughs> Oh, gosh. So in in that thought process, though, so the end of the movie is him riding horse off into the mountains. Someone is eventually going to find that place. Oh, yeah. And, like, all these SUVs and stuff just sitting there and, you know, all the dead bodies, all the the collapsed tunnels. Yeah. Now, granted, a ton of the bodies are going to be buried because of the tunnels, but there was probably a good half dozen at least. Well... Yeah, at least half dozen because he shot a couple guys by the house and then a couple, uh, like about four, got burned to death at the barn. Mm-hmm. So there are going to be still be bodies. Yeah, for sure. Can I say one thing that dis- uh, that disappointed me a little bit in this movie? Yeah. Is I thought for sure that the grandmother was going to stick around and kill a few people. I'm kind of happy she didn't. I, I'm happy she didn't either, but I really thought that they might go there where it's just like, 
she wanted her vengeance. She had nothing else to live for. And she just like winds up blowing somebody's face off with a shotgun. <laughs> Sopper, uh, my mom. Yeah. Shoot. <laughs> <laughs> they were going to do that, but Estelle Getty is dead. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. Um, yeah. So like one of my original thoughts, the first time I saw this, even like as the movie was going, you know what this movie is? Oh yeah. I know what it's you're going to say. It's taken with Rambo. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's like taken what? Four. Taken part yeah. four. How many taken movies are there? Three. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I totally thought that um, when I was watching this. So. Yeah. That'd be an interesting fight. Liam Neeson and Rambo. <laughs> uh, I don't think that'd last very long. Yeah. I think, I think Rambo would probably waste them pretty quick. Mm, most likely. The only, the only thing that um, I think might kind of even it out a little bit is the fact that Rambo is old. Well, I don't know. Rambo appears older than Liam Neeson. I could be wrong. Yeah. Or whatever I, his character's name is. Yeah, I think you probably. I think he's probably older. All right. Liam Neeson's 68, and then. Stallone's in the 70s. Yeah. 70. So, an, another thing with this movie. Yes. Did you have a hard time understanding Stallone? <laughs> a little bit. I actually. <laughs> I had the captions on, so it was a little easier. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Like the first time I watched it, I didn't really have that problem. But this time I watched it, and I'm like, okay, I'm really having a hard time picking up on what he's saying. Granted, I watched it on like a tablet this time, and I watched it on my TV the last time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, uh, just, something. Oh, go ahead. No, I was going to say I had a hard time understanding him. Yeah. Um, something to add kind of to that, because there was fun- uh, something funny that I took note of. Um, so. The second time he went back to Mexico and killed that guy's like a uh, message or whatever, he revisited that reporter lady and mm-hmm. they had that, I don't know, intense conversation where they were face to face. And so it was almost like a silhouette. Did you take notice of it? <laughs> uh, no, I didn't. I didn't. Okay. Notice that. Yeah, I, whenever they do like a cartoon of Rambo, most of the time, at least, they do the very exaggerated um, underbite. Yeah. And I I noticed it so much in this one where his, like, jaw protrudes so much and his lower lip sticks out so far compared to his upper lip. Yeah. And it just makes me laugh a little bit because, I mean, it that, that's something that's kind of become more... Um, noticeable with age but it's just like they made a silhouette basically with them and he's just like sitting there and it's it just like right in your face mm-hmm. <laughs> so. oh that's funny to think about yeah because i didn't notice that but now that you say that yeah totally got it yeah and that i took notice that it wasn't it wasn't something that you was really that pronounced when he was younger because they showed parts from the other um Rambo's. Yeah. Yeah, that's a. Yeah, 
definitely to like compare those at the end. Makes you really notice that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I guess we can move on into like trivia and facts now. Rock. So I, I got a few things for this movie. Like there wasn't like too much, but I found this one interesting. So the plot of this movie was intended for Rambo in 2008, but it was okay. changed. Um, it was also partially partially used in 2013 for the Jason Statham movie Homefront. Hmm. So they basically just like recycled this one, um, and made it a Rambo movie again. So the original cut of this movie is only 89 minutes long and it's the shortest film in the Rambo series. Yeah, I did think it was pretty short. Yeah. So it said too. also, it says that, uh, especially considering the total screen time of the production logos and the end credits is almost 10% of that, that <sighs> 89 minutes. So technically it's like 80 minutes long. Nice. And this is the first fi- film where Rambo doesn't wear his iconic bandana. I was wondering about that. And also, it is the first movie where Stallone doesn't have long hair. The first Rambo movie. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I didn't notice that. <laughs> I, I did not notice that either. I did. I was wondering if he was going to be wearing a bandana at any point. But then once the action started, I kind of didn't take note but yeah Yeah. i definitely did not pick up on the hair thing yeah i didn't notice that either until like i saw it not too long ago and i was like oh yeah think back at it um so now we can get on into our grades um i pulled from rotten tomatoes and imdb like always um did you happen to see the imdb score no i did not i know sometimes it ruins it for you what do you think it is I think it's going to be like uh, five. It's a 6.7. Oh, wow. Yeah. A little generous, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, so we got Rotten Tomatoes. We got a critic and an audience score. What do you think those are? Um, critics are going to be tougher. I, I'm, pro- I'm going to go with like a 48% for critics. A uh, critic is 71. What in the world, man? Yeah, and the I audience like, is lower. I'll say that. I'll give you that clue that it's lower. 65. 67. Nice. Uh, like, I... So, I've avo- I'm, I try to avoid IMDb now so that I don't see the scores and everything. So, I went to mm-hmm. Wikipedia, and I didn't even read through the whole thing, but I just had it up there just in reference if I needed to say something about a character or anything. And I saw like one snippet where they were just like, oh, yeah, the the script really got bashed and, you know, all this other stuff. Uh, Sure, the action is great, but overall as a movie, it's just you're just there for the action. Oh, yeah, for sure. And so I'm just kind of shocked that was given such a good grade because most of the time I feel like especially with um Rotten Tomatoes, that they grade movies so harshly, even if it's in a specific genre. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I am surprised by that. Yeah, I was a little surprised too that the critic was so high because it's not a great movie. No, I mean it's, it's entertaining, and I would definitely watch it again. But yeah, that's 
Interesting. <laughs> um, so, oh, I guess I can say it too, because usually I say this. The budget for the movie was $50 million, and the box office was 91.5. Mm. So it almost doubled its its budget. Yeah. So, um, I don't know if I can give a comparison to the last one, but so the last one, that one cost fifty million, and it made one hundred and thirteen point two. So we're down a little bit from that. Yeah. Also, that movie came out twelve years ago. So, you know, if you do. <laughs> 2008 money compared to now it's even more but um yeah i mean what do you give this movie out of five uh well to always kind of give my context and everything usually i want to give a a score on the general you know five out of five would be like anybody and everybody should go out because you're going they're definitely going to enjoy this movie um this definitely has its niche because it is totally an action movie mm-hmm. and a very violent one at that yeah. uh but it was really uh it was really solid the story was maybe uh i mean ironically enough <laughs> with how short this movie is uh some of the stuff may have been drawn out a little bit longer than it needed to yeah uh, to get to the final 30 minutes of action but i would give it uh, I would give it four out of five. Yeah, I'd say that's fair. Um, I'm also giving it a four out of five. Uh, I, this movie, it's really entertaining, and like I appreciate the gory deaths, I guess, because I mean you kind of come to expect that in Rambo now. Mm-hmm. And you know, really, my only issue with it is that it f- didn't feel like a Rambo movie for like an hour. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, like it, like I said, it it felt like Taken with Rambo, totally. And you know, sometimes he didn't even like feel like Rambo. He just felt like Sylvester Stallone. It, you know, it almost felt like Death Wish or something. <laughs> yeah. But you know, that being said, like it, it still wasn't a bad movie, and it was entertaining. And I kind of liked the fact, you know, that it wasn't just Rambo in the jungle mowing people down with a big machine gun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel. Ones. I feel like if we did approach this as we've we're currently doing with Friday the Thirteenth and doing the whole series, if we did the Rambo series, I feel like I would grade this differently. Mm-hmm. But grading it as uh, a movie on its own, I'm good and comfortable with giving it a four. Yeah, yeah, that, that's. I would say four is, is pretty fair. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if I'm going my favorite of the Rambo movies. I'd probably say Rambo two is my favorite. I I think the first one is by far the best movie and Stallone does a really good job of acting in that. Mm -hmm. But I think the most entertaining one and the one that I enjoy the most is probably the second one. Uh, That's probably the same with me. I, I can't remember Honestly, like I'm having a hard time remembering two, three, and four uh, in enough detail to say for sure. And, and you know the what was supposed to happen with the original Rambo, right? Oh yeah, he was supposed to die at the end. Yeah, yeah, because um, that's the way the book was written. Mm-hmm. So that um, 
that I think is really interesting because it was supposed to wasn't uh, you may have to correct me on this, but wasn't the whole thing more spo- supposed to kind of be a uh, uh, story about the difficulties of coming back from war and being a veteran and that whole kind of almost a uh, mental battle yeah. and adjustment thing. And then they yeah, just, well, that's exactly what the first one was. Yeah. And then they were just like, this is too good. Let's just put them in the jungle and have them mow people down. <laughs> yeah, this is too good. We can't stop. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if you're going based on what is the highest quality of the bunch, the first one by far oh, yeah. is the highest quality of the bunch. Um, if you're going by entertainment value, I mean, they all have their merits. Mm-hmm. The, the third one's probably my least favorite. I, I don't know. That one just doesn't doesn't um click with me as much as the other ones do yeah and i mean as far as like almost like a reboot and like a really late sequel the fourth one's pretty awesome too yeah yep jumping from three movies in the 80s and then all the way to 2008 then 2019 yeah i guess he kind of did that with rocky as well yeah they have some parallels for sure but we'll have to do a Rocky movie sometime because yeah. we both like those a lot. <laughs> and I feel like it almost has to be Rocky for. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was kind of thinking the same thing. But anything else you want to add? Um, I don't think so. I think we did a pretty good job of covering most of it. I mean, if you if you want to see the insane Rambo annihilation you got to see it for yourself. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, it was definitely definitely entertaining and something I'll probably watch again. But, uh, yeah, now we can get on into suggestions. Thank you! So, suggestions. Every week we try to call out a movie or a TV show or something that we think you guys should check out. And I kind of talked about mine here um, at the beginning of the episode where I was talking about Cobra Kai. And my suggestion is Karate Kid 2. Um, It's from 1986. It's, you know, trying to follow up the original Karate Kid was going to be difficult either way. Um, the original one, I it's probably one of my top five favorite movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Um, just really well done. Good story. Good acting. Um, so a good, like, coming-of-age kind of teen movie with, you know, a little twist to it. Uh, the second one... I feel like does a pretty good job of extending that story. And it takes place like right after the first one. There's not very many movies sequels that do that. Yeah. Really off the top of my head. I can only think of a couple and that's Friday 13th part three takes place the day after the second one. Mm -hmm. And Halloween two takes place the same night as Halloween one. Um, 
but yeah, this time Daniel he goes with uh, Mr. Miyagi to Miyagi's childhood home in Okinawa um, because his his father is, is sick. He's 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 deathly ill. He's going home to like see his father before he passes away. Daniel goes along with him. Um, at the same time, Mr. Miyagi's old friend has like a like something to settle with him like a dishonor that he put upon him over a girl that they both liked. And, oh yeah. Um, to avoid fighting with him, Mr. Miyagi started a new life in America. Uh, at the same time, Daniel of course finds a girl that he's having a ro- like a romantic lo- relationship with, and he's dealing with um, Miyagi's friends, grandson, Mm-hmm. And you know it's it's kind of it's got like your typical eighties uh, teen drama slash comedy slash coming of age movie uh, stuff in it, but I don't know. It's to me, it's it's kind of a charming movie. It's fun to like see all the scenery in Okinawa and get to learn more about the characters. And it's got a lot of the feel from the original one. Mm-hmm. It's definitely not as good as the original one, but. Yeah, it's it's still a great movie and definitely definitely worth a watch. And I feel like it deserves more credit than what it gets. Yeah, no, really, really solid movie. So good recommendation. All right, so now we can move on into our final segment, which is our quote face off. I'd like to take his his face off. Yes. You want to take his face yes his face so each and every week we both decide on a quote category that we're gonna have um most of the time it's minutes before we record because we plan things so well (laughs) (laughs) but we both basically just try to like one up each other or just you know throw these in at the end uh just because they're fun um the category we decided to choose this time was Michael Scott quotes from the office. Um, there's so many of them. And I mean, they're all hilarious and they're all like funny every single time you hear them. Oh yeah. But since I'm hosting this week, uh, you get to go first. So what do you got? All right. Well, nothing goes uh, better with Rambo than Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> um, the one that I have is, I don't even know really technically what episode that's from. Threat level midnight. No. <laughs> um, but it's it's just a small, simple quote that I just laugh at all the time. And I actually quote it quite a bit um, because I feel like it's a uh, it's basically like a dad joke. And so Michael's just talking to the camera at one point and he's talking about some stuff. I think he's talking about the curse going on with... Uh, after hitting Meredith with a car. Yeah. And so he proceeds to say, I'm not superstitious, but I'm, I am a little stitious. (laughs) That's a classic. (laughs) Oh yeah. I just like the first time you hear it, it's just so hilarious because it's so stupid and so simple. And so just uh, that one is, (laughs) one of my favorites oh gosh 
it's funny because like I can't remember the exact episode that's from, but I know exactly what you're talking about, and I can even picture like the scene in my mind. Oh yeah, mine is a little similar. Um, so throughout the series, Michael has like a rivalry or like a grudge he holds against Toby, the <laughs> HR rep. And, you know, he says, like, a lot of terrible things to Toby. Uh, this one is one of my favorites. Um, Michael says, If I had a gun with two bullets and I was in a room with Hitler, Bin Laden, and Toby, I would shoot Toby twice. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good one. And, uh, uh, the reaction of everybody when he says it, they're just like, oh, really? Come on, Michael. Toby's <laughs> <laughs> just a punching bag that he just, you know, he takes it every single time Michael says something terrible to him. Yeah. He, his, his, his role in that show was just fantastic. <laughs> oh, yeah. Totally agree. Um, yeah. And actually, Toby was one of like the main writers on the show. So it's funny to think, like, he probably wrote a lot of those things about himself. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, so now we can talk about what we're going to do next week. So next week we are starting um, Sports Timber. So all of September, except for this episode, which shouldn't have existed. (laughs) (laughs) That was my fault with bad planning. But we are going to be doing all sports-related episodes. And our first one is up next week. It is going to be our favorite athlete actors. Uh, We're going to talk about our favorite actors who are also former athletes or current athletes. Uh, Whether they're big roles or small roles. It'll be kind of interesting um, who we bring up. Well, I do want to say that this episode could technically count for sports because it does have archery in it. <laughs> and punching people in the face. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a sport. Which we know is the best sport. But until then, as always, be kind, rewind.